Welcome to Wellversed, where we bring biblical principles of governance to governmental leaders and you. This is the Wellversed podcast. Not too long ago, my wife and I got a call and they said, Do you want to fly to Dallas to see a red heifer? Not a red heifer, the red heifer. In a moment, you're going to find out why that's important. Now, I'm a farm kid. I grew up on the farms of Kansas. I grew up with white faced herefords and raising hogs and wheat and corn. So I've been a lot around a lot of bovine, a lot of cattle, a lot of cows and heifers. And so it's no big deal for me to see a heifer except this one, the red heifer. We got on a plane, we went out there and there parked in front of a church, a big crowd of people gathered around a stock truck, a stock trailer. And there in that stock trailer was the red heifer. We went into the church, incredible meeting, <clears throat> a tremendous amount of excitement. And I'm going to have two gentlemen that are on with us tell us why all this excitement about a heifer. Byron Stinson, rancher, farmer from Texas, near Dallas-Fort Worth, Texas, with an extensive ministry uh, in, in Israel. He loves Israel. He loves the Jewish people almost as much as my wife does, who's been there 71 times. Uh, Byron, I am so honored to meet you and know about what you do. So tell everyone, what is the red heifer? Why such a big deal? Then you have a special guest, a rabbi to introduce to us. So, Byron, I turn it to you. Yeah, thank you so much for uh, taking the time to visit with us. And thank you for flying all the way out to Dallas and seeing the red heifer. I'm going to apologize up front for my Texas slang here. I'm, I'm just no cowboy from, or just no boy from Texas is what I am, but uh Lord called me. He sent me to Israel many years ago. Uh, my wife and I were blessed to start ministries here. Some of those are to help send pastors to Israel. Uh, we have a foundation called the Father's House Foundation, and we've helped about over 2,000 pastors and church leaders come to the land, uh, follow the archaeological finds. And through those uh, trips that we've helped arrange, we started uh, having some wonderful, wonderful uh, leaders and friends here in Israel who are Jewish, and we started uh, loving each other, caring about each other. I believe in the book of Malachi, it says at the end of the book of Malachi that if the fathers and the children don't learn to love each other, there will be a curse on us, and I believe the fathers of the faith are the ones that held the word of God for us through all these centuries and brought them have them without those fathers of faith yet we all through the nations are the are blessed to be the children of that faith and i believe the time has come now for us to be united in many things and help to uh, understand each other and what god is is having us do together to glorify his name the reason that there is an israel back in this land that was promised to abraham is for the glory of god to prove to everyone that he is the only hope that we have in the last days. And I think we all can feel the, the uh, labor pains uh, that we're going through right now worldwide. And so what, what we should want as the church is for the Messiah to come. And thankfully, the fathers of our faith, what they want is for the Messiah to come. Now, they're following the words technically and physically right out of the Bible, and they see that in Numbers 19, the issue that God put forth was to bring a red heifer to the high priest for purification. Of course, we know, and it, or what we look for is more of a spiritual side, is the children scattered worldwide, and we look to Yeshua for that purification. But for God's purposes, he is speaking to the fathers of our faith to say, bring this red heifer. So they've been looking for a red heifer and diligently looking for one for the last 25 years. Every time they thought they would have one, they would be spotless. Every hair red, no, no kind of damage, no kind of blemishes on it. it, it something would happen and, they, and the red heifer enough to take this ceremony that needs to happen. So uh, my good friend, uh, that he'll, he'll be on here in a minute, Itzhak Momo, 
back in the summer of last year, he called me and said, Byron, we're doing a lot of projects because uh, we have several of them over here. We're doing a lot of projects, but there's nothing we can do to try to find the red heifer. And we recognize that the, the people in Texas are really part of the lost tribe of Israel over there, that you guys love us. And we think in Texas, there probably are a lot of red heifers. But we need someone that can go out and hunt for the red heifer. So I put together, I'm a businessman. I have a couple of businesses and uh, employees. So I put together a team and I said, let's go find some red heifers. So we did the uh, research to find out which, which of the breeds might be the ones that would have fully red and would stay red long enough. And then uh, made a commitment I wanted to try to find seven of these red heifers. So some extra really know that we could get to the finish line because the red heifer has to be two years old before it can be used for the ceremony of purification that needs to happen on the Mount of Olives. So uh, we went out, we hunted, we looked and thanked the Lord uh, through the team's work and everything else. We were able to find some red heifers. Some of them are Santa Gertrudis and some of them are red Angus. And uh, then we were able to call our rabbi's friends to come. They did the inspections. They found that they were every hair red and looked good. So they brought even more rabbis and made more inspections and they liked them. And so at this point we have actually, instead of seven, we have nine perfect red heifers that, uh, that are ready for transport to Israel. Uh, back up just a moment. So you have nine, but there's there's only one that has to fulfill this, and and it has to be able to get to a two years of age. Is that correct? Without it has to be a single blemish or bruise, uh, or or a single hair on the entire body of the animal that's not red. Am I understanding it correctly? Yeah, it could actually have like one or two black hairs or white hairs. By themselves, it just can't have anything that's a spot. It can't be with a spot on it. And so it's pretty much just every hair has to be red. It can have blemishes. But what happens with cows, the day they're born, the rancher immediately goes and puts a tag in their ear, which makes a hole in the ear, which immediately means you don't have, you have a blemished red heifer. So to get the red heifers, you knew that there would be Way cows, the cycle for cows is they have young heifers in the fall, late in the fall, and they have them in the spring. It was summertime when we started our hunt. So we knew we wanted to get out, find the ranches that had pure red heifers, ranchers that wanted to work with us, and then be there when the uh, when they started having the babies. And it was close, but we were able to do that. And uh, actually, we were on one of the primary ranches, and the rancher, his name, he, I won't give his name right now, his name's Ty, and Ty and I <clears throat> were together on the ranch with uh, the rabbis, and we, we weren't seeing any red heifers right then. All of them had tags, and, and, but they were expecting. We just prayed under a tree, Lord, if it's your will, that we get some red heifers here on this uh, I'll tell you, Jim, and we went less than a 15 minutes from there and we in the brush and there was a brand new baby red heifer laying at the feet of the mother. I actually have a picture that I can share with you. And uh, we just celebrated. It was just amazing that guy. And it was on the Shabbat. It was just amazing. As a, uh, I grew up on the Kansas farms, just so people know a heifer is a female. A female boba and uh, it's called a cow after it gives birth but it's a heifer before it gives birth to another so you're looking for a female uh, bovine or cow uh, and it has to be virtually perfect and since cows run into fences or run into panels and I've, I've dealt with a lot of cattle in my lifetime I was young and they, they can get bruised pretty easily and so this red heifer has to make it through two years without any bruising or any flaws, is that correct? Yes, and, and that's why I was so interested. My heart was seven, that's a perfect number. So let's not stop with, in the past, it's, there's been one here or one there, 
we've got to find at least seven. So then if we can seven to Israel, I feel like that'll be plenty that we'll be able to take good care of them and um, and have one that will get to the two-year mark or past it that'll be proper. And so I'm really thrilled that we actually have nine. We had 10 and the 10th one uh, got a little small place where it has a small white hair. So we're not going to ship that particular one to uh, Israel, but we are taking it on uh, May the 24th to Freedom Church in Louisville, Texas, and we're going to have it there. Um, see that red heifer, the same church you came to, and we'll actually have the rabbis coming back, and we're going to have some meetings and actually talk about all the work that we do through our foundation, which is called One Israel, to build up, to construct uh, Israel, to see the land come back uh, into the hands of the promised people, Abraham's family, so that there can be peace. There, there just won't be any peace until the land is in one peace. And uh, this step is one of the steps we have to do to see peace come to Israel. And of course, that's what we should pray for constantly. And that's why I'm, I'm really Boy, there's tremendous significance. There won't be peace in the land. The land is in one piece. I wish we could stop right there and unpack that because what you've heard, folks, is extremely important right there. We won't stop there because I want to keep on a roll with what we're doing here. Um, Bonet, Bonet Israel, your ministry or foundation. What does Bonet mean? Number two, I understand you have a video that shows the hunt for the red heifer. And then we have a special guest, a rabbi from Israel, you want to introduce at some point. So tell us what Bonet means for Bonet Israel. And then number two, do you want to put that video on right now? And then I'm very eager to hear from our special guest, uh, Rabbi Mamo. Yes, I would love for you to run that video. And Bonet just simply means to build up or construct, to uh, strengthen up the land of Israel and to see it back in the hands of the rightful heirs of Israel is uh, the descendants of Abraham that are here and struggling so hard to, to give honor and glory to the Lord by being here and living their lives here amongst a lot of, a lot of people that, that don't want to see them succeed, but gather in the nations to succeed. And, and that's why we should support our fathers of the faith as they, as they do all they can to come back to God's plan by following the it's yeah. very important, very important uh, understanding of the scripture that he just gave on Malachi 4, the very end of the Old Covenant, the very end of the Tanakh. So uh, that in terms of the relationship of Christians to Jews, the fathers and the children, very, very significant understanding of that. We um, folks, uh, we do apologize for the audio, audio challenge of uh, Byron's having. We tried uh, to correct that before we went on the air. We were unsuccessful. And so we decided to charge on the head, even though the video drops out, audio rather drops out periodically, but we're able to make out 95% uh, of what he's saying. And that's, that's good enough for me. So Byron, uh, thank you for continuing on, even though we got a little bit of an audio challenge. Well, we're, I think we'll run the video right now. Is that correct? And then you'll introduce our special guest. Okay, uh, Tristan, let's roll that video. With the return of the Jewish people to their national homeland comes a yearning to rebuild the third temple in Jerusalem. One of the requirements for entry into the holy precincts of the temple is to be ritually pure. One of the most important ceremonies for purification prior to rebuilding is the dedication of the red heifer. According to Jewish tradition, only nine red heifers were dedicated in the period beginning with Moses to the destruction of the second temple in 70 AD. Moses officiated over the first ceremony and those ashes were kept for a thousand years. Then Ezra was over the second and seven others followed. Today, the Temple Institute, an organization dedicated to preparing the reconstruction of a third temple in Jerusalem has been working with Bona Israel in an attempt to identify red heifer candidates worldwide.
consistent with the requirements of Numbers 19, verses 1 through 12. Speak to the Israelites and have them bring you a completely red cow, which has no blemish and which has never had a yoke on it. Numbers chapter 19, verse 2. Numerous attempts have been made in recent years to locate a pure red heifer with no blemish. Candidates were discovered outside of Haifa, as well as in the Golan Heights. However, in each case, there were issues that invalidated them. Fast forward to Texas, the cattle raising capital of the United States, and where the two lone stars meet. We traveled across basically the Atlantic, Coming all the way out here, you know, drove a few hours from down anyhow. And we're so excited and glad to be here because we are now doing God's word as he commanded in the Bible, in the book of Numbers. Number one, like we have to be all so privileged and, and we're, this is an unbelievable day. Inspection begins. According to Numbers 19, verse 2. And have them bring you a completely red cow which has no blemish and which has never had a yoke on it. You know, the cool thing about this, uh, about this is this is the first step in building the temple. In the book of Micah, in the fourth chapter, I'm gonna paraphrase, it says that in the last days, people will stream from all over the earth and they will stream to Jerusalem to go up to the temple of God. And there they'll get instruction from the Lord and they'll go back to Texas or they'll go back to Argentina. They'll go back and they'll teach the ways of the Lord in the last days. God is, is a God without time, right? The, the day of creation could also be the last day and we are getting so close to that day of eternalness. These phenomenal end time events are unfolding before our very eyes. Prophecy is unfolding before our very eyes. If God has touched you, we welcome you to be a part of this historical journey for such a time as this. Over 2,000 years, we waited for this moment and we are now living it. Okay, this is not just like experience that goes by, you know, by us. We are living the moment and it is just phenomenal. So let us all uplift our spirits and connect to this very spiritual time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We'll be creating or having this most amazing, greatest ceremony in Jerusalem where all the 70 nations will be invited to come and participate. And that is going to be the key to redemption. The start of the building of the third temple is going to happen that moment. And the red heifer is the symbol from God that he's ready. Join us now for such a time as this. Whoa, that is, that's pretty exciting. That's really, really amazing. Anything you want to share before we jump in? No, we're just so, so honored to live in this moment. And we agree with you for Israel's sovereignty that the nations need to declare Israel um, as a sovereign nation, never to be divided, Never will Jerusalem be given to for the worship of any other God, but the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and his Messiah. And we're so privileged to be part of that preparation and to serve the Lord in this. We're so grateful you've opened up this avenue for us. And Israel's sovereignty means Samaria and Judea. Jerusalem. And all of Jerusalem. Jerusalem. Israel. Uh, we don't. We won't take time to go into all the geopo geopolitical significance of what we just said there. But many of you know what that means. Uh, Judea, Samaria, all of this, all of Jerusalem, is part of the sovereign country called Israel. Well, Byron, uh, you, you're actually you're in Israel. I know you're a Texas businessman, Texas rancher, farmer, etc. But you're in Israel right now, I think. And you have a, a friend in Israel to introduce us to that we are very excited to meet again. Would you please introduce him? I'd be more than happy to. This is my dear friend. We met probably at least 15 years ago. Uh, through the years, we just got closer and closer. Man of God. He loves me. He loves everyone he meets, I think. Uh, I, I can't go into all the things he does, but he is 
He has really blessed Israel for all of his life. His name is Itzhak Momo, and uh, I'm happy to introduce him as my dear friend. Thank you. Go ahead, Rabbi. You're uh, you're on mute right now. You're can you unmute? We're having trouble hearing you. Yeah, just say shalom. Shalom, everyone. Shalom to you, my friend. And uh, I, I must say something uh, personality. First of all, I, I apologize about my English. I forgive you to your, for your Hebrew. So yeah, <laughs> okay. Uh, I have to say something personality. Uh, I I spoke with Byron about this uh, program, uh, and he told me that uh, we're going to meet uh, the granddaughter of Oscar Schindler. And I don't know if you if you remember part of you remember, but the movie about uh, what we called in Hebrew Schindler List, uh, done by Steven Spielberg, and he's a genius. And the first moment that you understand the Holocaust is white and black movie that suddenly the little uh, uh, girl with red dress, and you see only the red. And we are talking today about the red heifer. So we're talking about the red. And um, King, King Solomon says in, uh, in, in the Bible, he said, I am understand. I, I thought, sorry, I thought I thought that I am the smart guy in the world. And this it's kind of a secret for me. And when he said this, it means to the red heifer. The the big thing for believer is to understand that we're not understanding everything. Because the science uh, two hundred years ago thought that uh, the star is in this far away, and today we know that they mistake. And and the med medical, all the medical, the medicine and the medical change in the last, let's say, every <laughs> last two years with the COVID, right? Uh, everything changed. And as a believer, believers, all of us, we know that God is bigger than what we understand. And to understand the secret of the red heifer, I, I think that I cannot help anyone to understand. We just can, we just know that this is kind of a mitzvah of rules that we are going to do again after 2,000 and probably 500 years. I mean, to one of the others is to respect your parents. One of the others is keep Shabbat. So we done it. All the years, my grandfather keep Shabbat, my grand-grandfather keep Shabbat. But the red heifer, Unfortunately, more than 2,000 years, nobody made, nobody discussed, nobody deal about the, the red heifer. And as you said, we're in a time of redemption. And redemption is not only uh, that the land became to be, as, as we said, the, the mother get her son back. Uh, it's not only that we have nice city and nice agriculture and nice high tech in Israel. It's also to continue the, the, the legacy of, uh, you said, uh, Abraham, Yitzhak, and Yaakov, to continue this legacy. Uh, and today we are dealing in the red heifer. And 
just to think that 80 years ago, even less, Jewish in, in the Holocaust said, say, <laughs> stay in, in, in so bad situation that anybody know, everybody can read, can, can watch. And, you know, in 80 years, we are like jumping and we have Israel state, strong state. And Bezrat Hashem, with help of God, we will have the, the temple built. And one of the steps to build the temple is to find the red heifer and to make the ceremony in Mount of Olive. And uh, that's it. This, this is the mission. This is the, the now the mission. What do you want? What, yeah. what do you want to see? That that's fantastic. So you see how we can work together, <clears throat> Israel and and the nations, Christians and Jews, to prepare for Messiah's coming. And, and part of the protocol given um, by Moses to the Jewish people was to sacrifice the ashes of a red heifer. And that was instituted in the tabernacle. And, and, and then um, after the destruction of the first temple, Ezra and Nehemiah again brought forth ashes of the red heifer. And, and our organization is called Wellversed, <coughs> modeled after Ezra and Nehemiah, who returned to the Torah, returned to the word of God, and built the nation on biblical precepts, biblical governance. And so in that way, we're, we're so excited now to have, again, such a sign and a witness of Messiah's coming, that a red heifer is now emerging in existence, just like the nation of Israel was reborn after 2,000 years, almost an impossibility. Jerusalem was restored to the Jewish people. And step by step, we're preparing the way for the coming king. So um, thank you for sharing about um, the, the, the movie Schindler's List. Actually, we are related to um, Oscar Schindler through marriage as through his uncle, but he did not have children. His employees, he adopted as his children. And so if you've been with us and you've uh, heard Svila and Hadassah bow, share recently there in Tel Aviv. They are very close to Oscar Schindler, their family, and he officially uh, claimed them as his grandchildren. So we're cousins, but we're very honored to work together in everything. But I see now what, what you are, are teaching about in Schindler's List, if you saw the movie of the little girl as the um, ghetto is being, as they're murdering all the Jews in liquidating in the ghetto, you see a little girl, this is a true story, and only her coat in red appears as, as a sign of the blood covenant, the blood sacrifice. This is so precious. The Holocaust is so precious to the Lord and, and so holy. And, and we all must continue to remember the Jews who, who were martyred, who gave their lives for their faith. But um, thank you for, for sharing that insight. That is really powerful. And for the Christians, we call it the Holocaust. It means um, sacrifice completely burnt. And um, the Jewish people were annihilated at the hands of mostly Christians um, during the Holocaust. And for that, we, we repent and we ask your forgiveness. We are so sorry. and. Uh, most to God and to the Jewish people for, for our rebellion against him, the evil of our ways and the murder of his most precious people. And this is a tragedy in all human history. And so even more, as we repent, we, use, we need to do all we can to bring remuneration and to help restore Israel and do whatever we can to show our, our hearts are broken and our intent is to reverse our ways and follow the ways of the Lord. And so here we have a most wonderful opportunity and that the Jewish people have so graciously opened their hearts to allow us to participate in. So we're very grateful. Rosemary, thank you. Uh, those are especially tender words. And uh, so thank you, thank you for, for that. So appreciate that. Uh, Rabbi, you, I don't know if you wanna to respond to that or if you want to there's many people listening 
who will maybe not have a real clear understanding of the third temple. So could you reference the first temple's building, the second temple's building, when that was, and then what does this mean, the third temple? When will it be built? How will it be built? Where will it be built? <laughs> and, and what's the, again, restate the why, why it's so significant we would be talking about a red heifer as it relates to that, that temple and what that, what that means in terms of the coming of Messiah. So can you give us just a overview sketch chronology wise to help people get acclimated who may not necessarily be fully up to speed on this? Okay, so I, I will try and, <laughs> um, okay. The first temple was built by uh, King Solomon. Actually, King David want to build a temple, but God told him your hand with blood because you deal with a lot of war. So your hand with blood, you will not build a temple. And then, but your son, Solomon will, will build a temple. It's very interesting to see in, uh, and I'm sorry if I don't say it right, the book of uh, Chronolites, the last book in the Bible. Uh, no, right. Actually, repeat. Actually, repeat what all all the Bible. Okay, and there is a, a special pray of Solomon that he pray at the day they they celebrate the the opening of the Mishkan of the temple. And his pray is is, is amazing to read it. Because he's pray, he don't pray for uh, money. He don't pray for uh, for for uh, anything. He just pray one thing: I want that this house will be the house of the people from all the nation to pray. Today it's very easy to understand that we have a phone, we have iPhone, we have something like this, smartphone. So the connection is very, very easy. Uh, pray, it's kind of connection with God. And we are used to the, you know, if I want to call you, so I, I get your number, I, I dial and, I, and we talk. At the past, if I want to see somebody from Texas, so I think that uh, I can send uh, a dove and probably I need <laughs> a lot of point that we can send a dove again, again. Um, so the connection with God, it's something that we today we don't understand because we don't have the cell phone. We don't have the direct connection to God. The temple is the direct connection to God. The, the other thing that it's very important to understand that we are living today after God destroyed the temple, which means he cut his connection with us. So we have connection. We can pray and we got his bless, but it's in different level. To explain today what is the meaning of pure I, I think that it's impossible. It's not to be clean. Clean, it's go to the go to the bathroom. You be clean. You be, you will be clean. To be pure, it's a kind of spirituality situation. And because we don't have temple, we don't understand what is the meaning of pure. I can explain again and, and give another words in English or even in Hebrew. I don't think that we can understand what is the meaning of pure. And when the temple will, will be built, so first of all, we will understand what is pure and unpure. And maybe then we can understand what is exactly the secret of the red heifer, because as we know, the red heifer, actually it's not sacrifice, uh, it's ceremony. It's done in Mount of Olive at the front of the Temple Mount. And uh, we are not sacrificed. 
sacrifice is to give it to God. He will take some and the men, the priests and the men that give the sacrifice, uh, he eat from this. But the, the, the red heifer, it's, it's not a sacrifice. The red the heifer is a ceremony that we slot the red heifer, then we burn it with Aesop, and with Byron, um, you will help me. The three cedars of cedars of Lebanon, cedars of Lebanon, and uh, you burn it, and then you use the the ash that we got. You mix it with water from the spring, and then you have what we called meichatat, which means the water that we spring sprinkling on people to be pure. We know one thing that to be unpure, it's if you get inside a cemetery or if you get, if you, if you touch a dead body or if you stay where dead people stay at the same, uh, same it's called like a house, but it's a house. So most of us that visit in a hospital let's say for a good thing, okay, uh, for birth of uh, our children. When we are staying in the hospital, we began to be unpure because in the low level of the hospital, you know that there is uh, all the dead people staying. So we are not pure. And most of us going to the cemetery. A um, few times in, in, in our life. Uh, so we are not, uh, we are not pure. And only when we will be pure, only then we can build a temple. It's impossible to build a temple when you are not pure. This is, uh, uh, you know, uh, for me, it's, it, it's again, it's very special to discuss about things that actually more than 2000 years, nobody talk about, I mean, you can, see a lot of books about it, uh, how we're going to build the temple, what will be the temple. But now we are not like, uh, you know, if, I, if I'm talking now uh, with Elon Musk, so he will tell that uh, he's going to build uh, houses in the moon, right? Or in uh, Madim, I don't know the, the word in English. But, uh, you know, for, for us, it's looking like he's uh, kind of crazy. What are you talking about? How are we going to arrive there to the, to the space, to the moon? But when you deal with this, when you will be part of his company, I'm sure that you will be, uh, uh, understand that it's possible. The same is for us now. We are talking about the temple. It looks like something very, very high vision, uh, imagine, uh, give me another word in English, <laughs> that it's not something real. But you have the, the chance to come uh, next Tuesday, right, Byron? Yes, the 24th and, of May. And I will get you inside to, to NASA. I will show you the, the, the rocket. I will show you the red heifer. And then it's not a vision, it's not a imagine, it's not something that it's spirituality. It's something real. It's something that you can feel. All our life, we are part of a big, big journey from the day of Abraham, through Moses, through Joshua, through David, and through the bad days, include the Holocaust. But we are in a journey. We're in a journey to get and to be part of what happened when the Messiah would become. And you have to choose to show the movie, to see the movie, to see the journey, to sit in yourself and maybe drink a coffee. And oh, it's a nice movie. And you have the chance to be part of this movie. You have the chance to be part of the movement. And again, not everyone can be Moses. Not everyone, everyone can be King David. But each one and one of you 
can be part of this journey with little position, little, uh, uh, how you say, uh, I don't know the word in English again, we are talking about movie today. Uh, you can be a, a one people that just, we see in, the, in, in this film, but yeah, we know that without this little one, the movie will not be complete. And you have now the chance to be part of this movie, part of this journey and to see and to be together with us and feel the, we say in Hebrew, feel the history to be part of it. And the red heifer, again, it's, it's a one step to get to the third temple. And there is a lot of uh, problems and a lot of bureaucracy and a lot of uh, uh, question, a lot, a lot, a lot of things. And we can get decision uh, to stop and say, okay, it's, it's too hard, we are not continue. But thank God we have Byron that uh, <laughs> help us to, <laughs> to figure all the things together in Texas. And Be'ezrat uh, Hashem, with help of God, uh, in the next few weeks, the red heifer will be in Israel. We have to wait another one and a half year until they will be at the age of two years. And uh, we have to work together to find a solution how to make this ceremony in Mount of Olive. We have a lot of work to do. It's not a one hour uh, show time in, in the TV. And a lot of work to do. Um, that's it. Well, th thank you, uh, uh, Rabbi, for the explanation. I, Byron, I have a very, um, very practical kind of question. The red heifer has to be without blemish, bruise, and, and yet you're loading it up in a stock trailer. And when I was there and saw it at Freedom Church, yeah, I believe in Carrollton or whatever where the suburb was, uh, a few months ago, uh, obviously that's a gooseneck stock trailer. So you can jostle an animal around quite a bit driving, hit your brakes if you have to on the truck. Uh, how do you keep the animal from being wounded when you're shipping them, even bringing them to the Freedom Church for uh, May 24th for that Tuesday meeting, uh, or and more is shipping them all the way to Israel? How do you do that practically? First class. <laughs> well, first off, it, what, what can't have is a, a blemish that won't heal. Okay, so it, it could get a scratch on give it a shot or something, uh, you know, with a small needle to give it medicine. You can have some things happen that, that heal completely, and that's not a blemish. A blemish would be like a hole, something that, you know, is permanent like that, you, some kind of scar that you always see, you know. So, yeah, it, it's something that in the shipping, we try to be as careful as we can. There's no guarantee that that won't happen to to some of the cows. That's why we went out. We actually had at one point, we had the rabbis certify 21 that uh, were born. And, you know, this spring there's more being born and there'll be more in the fall. Uh, we're not experts at this. Nobody's done this in 2,000 years. But we're doing our best to protect them, to get several of them, make sure they're all completely red move them to Israel. Uh, we've been we've been working with the professionals in that, that actually what they do is they ship uh, million dollar horses around the world. So they're very familiar with uh, taking care of the animals and making sure that they're comfortable and well-fed and taken care of during the whole process. And then, then we have actually uh, have a rancher here in Israel, that is the largest private rancher in the in the country, who is going to, uh, to take care of those cows for us. He's very familiar with the needs to keep them separated, not allow not allow you know things to keep them protected. So we're doing all we can, but it, when it comes down to it, Jim, if it's the Lord's plan, and if it's not, there's going to be problems. And you know what? We're okay. Because from the very beginning, we said, Lord, all we want is your will to be done. Because no man can do this. Only the Lord himself is going to allow this red heifer to come forward. He's the only one. And so he's in charge. We're just 
as, as my rabbi friend was saying, we're just stepping into the story. We're just doing what we can. And, you know, I think that's, that's all we can do. And the Lord allows us to step into that story, to do physical things for his glory. And sometimes I see the church waiting for God to do all the work, to sit and wait for the spirit of the Lord, make everything happen. But, you know, all through history, through the whole Bible, he always used fallen men, men that had blood on their hands or men that did things wrong, but he still chooses to use us to come to him. So we're just just trying to follow him and just trying to do that. That's that's our that that's the best we can do. I, I must say one thing. Sorry that, uh, yes, sir. but um, if you are a farmer, if you have a friend's farmer. They have red angles or Santa Granatus. Gertrudis. Gertrudis. Okay. And in, in the next few months, it's the time that we, you have a lot of uh, uh, um, cattle that are going to be birthed. So if you see one that looks like for you red, and please don't make tag in here contact us, send us short movie by WhatsApp or something, we can say, yes, it looks like good. No, it's not good. If it's not good, it's good for you. You can use it and uh, whatever you, you need. But if it's good, so we will come, we will check. Because we, are, we are, didn't finish to find the red heifer. I mean, the, the, the best red heifer that we will find this is the one that we will make in the ceremony. So we have few, we have almost uh, nine. And we learn now all the procedure, how we transported it from the state to Israel. It's a lot of mess. Uh, you have to know that by the rules between Israel and America, you are not allowed to uh, import cattle to Israel. So we got special per, uh, permission for this. And if you have, red heifer or you think that you have red heifer please contact us send us the movies though the picture let us see let us check because we are looking for the red heifer well i sure go ahead it's a biblical uh, beauty pageant right yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's red heifers and who's gonna who's gonna yeah. win the contest so it's very exciting right. well i didn't know my the city girl i married was somebody become a farmer that's right a beauty pageant for heifer. I have this imagery of a, a bubble wrapped, a bubble wrapped heifer together there. So to give the explanation of how you do it, be a lot of people are going to suddenly read Numbers 19 through new eyes today. Numbers chapter 19 verses 1 through 12. Go and read that right now. Numbers 19 verses 1 through 12. And the, the real issue that I hope you'll hear is not just the red heifer. The real issue is not even the rebuilding of the temple. The real issue is the coming of the Messiah. Yes, uh, I don't I want to say the real thing is is more than the kind of Messiah, is our connected to God. Yes. Thank you, thank you for the mm -hmm. reminder. Thank you so much for being with us today. Anything, uh, Byron, we should cover before we sign. We're going to sign off here now. We're going to have Rosemary pray, and then we're going to go into a time of prayer. But anything, Byron, you want to add right now to what's been said? Oh, at the meeting. Uh, We'll have one of the 10th the red heifer will be there so people can see that. It does have a small white spot. It's not going to fly to Israel, but it's, it's, it's the cousin of all the others that we're sending, and, and we're going to happy to have it there. And then uh, at that meeting on the 24th uh, there at Freedom Church, we'll also be talking about there's a special project that we've been asked to help with, which is SARL. SARL is a volunteer program. Come and serve with the IDF. It's been in existence for about 40 years here in Israel, but uh, because of uh, my, our friend's commitment and what he's done in Israel, they've asked him to help with the SARL. And so Bonet Israel is uh, forming a board right now of, of supporters for SARL, and we'll have some soldiers, lady soldiers, they're tough too, and they will come in in full uniform 
all, all approved by the United States government and be at that meeting. So you could meet some, uh, or hear about our SARL connection. And then we have a project down in the, in the, uh, by the Dead Sea. It's the actual rocks where Joshua laid them uh, there in Gilgal. And uh, so we want to open a visitor center so the tourists going by that can stop and see those. And the reason for that is it's, it's fulfillment of prophecy. Joshua said in the last days or later on, there would be people come, they would see the rocks, they would understand that this Bible written thousands of years ago to direct us back onto the path to God is true and honest and we can know it by those rocks. And we don't want the rocks to cry out louder than we cry out to the glory of God. But those rocks really do cry out to the glory of God. So we as a people of God need to be busy and, and uh, step into the story. And we're inviting you to come on the 24th and step into the story with us. 24th of May, Freedom Church. Is that in Carrollton or Louisville? Uh, I'm sorry, it's Carrollton. That's where it is. Yeah. yeah. And the uh, pastor there is yes. Kendall Bridges is the pastor there. Man of God, yeah. he'll be with us. Uh, we have Raphael Cruz, the father of Ted Cruz, is going to be over there that day. The soldiers. We're going to have uh, some other things for people to see and do. I think it's going to be a real fun day. It is at 2 o'clock on a Tuesday, which might be hard for some people. But if you can, please come. We'd love to see you there. It's not very many minutes from the, uh, probably, I said 20 minute, 30 minute, 30 minute drive, let's say, from the DFW airport, perhaps less than that. Uh, yes. And at 2 p.m. on Tuesday, May 24, Freedom Church. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and you can go right there and you'll get to see and hear all we're talking about. You you went over there and you were uh, you worked with the, uh, you put on uniform of yes. the IDF, Israeli so, Defense Forces. Yes, I want to encourage you to take, a, take advantage of this tremendous opportunity to help come alongside the Israel Defense Forces in what Israel calls SARL, their volunteer program for civilians to spend uh, two weeks or, or so or more um, on base with the soldiers, sleeping in, in barracks, eating their food, and helping the military. Um, it's known as Volunteers for Israel um, here in the United States, and it's free of charge. You have to pay your own airfare to get to Israel. But it was just marvelous to be accommodated and to be among the soldiers. And when I served, uh, we were on a medical base. And so we packed uh, backpacks for the medical personnel out in the field, inspected bandages and medical equipment. Um, and and um, there on base, it was just fantastic. It was a privilege of a lifetime to put on the Israel Defense Force uniform. So this program, I highly recommend it. There's no cost once you're there, um, but you do have to provide your airfare. So go to Volunteers for Israel. I think that's the American um, US website and pick a date and come serve alongside our, our Jewish friends. And if you would like to go to Israel, um, my husband and I host a trip twice a year in the spring and fall. We're going this October again to Israel, and we'll visit this uh, the Gilgal there and, and Robert Winger at Beit Hogla, and you'll see many, many things and, and be a part of, of what God is doing now, preparing for his coming. October 22, you can go to wellversedworld.org, wellversedworld.org, and click on... Tours, tours and then to Israel. So I want to pray because so many people always said, I have this in my bucket list to go to Israel one day. Well, when COVID came, many people realized that their bucket list, their bucket wasn't going to get full because they had postponed one of the most fabulous experiences you can have in a lifetime that will be with you for eternity. It's an eternal reward to make pilgrimage. It's not like going to any other country because you will encounter God's presence there, his people, his land. So we are able to once again host groups and we welcome you to come with us. We keep a smaller, more personalized tour and uh, we visit the frontline locations of, of what God is doing now as well as immerse you in the past, present and future 
um, work of God's kingdom. So Father, I just pray right now for everyone to um, put your divinely appointed uh, time and seasons on their calendar, Lord, in their lifetime, Lord, that they will not miss such an opportunity like coming to um, see the, the red heifer, uh, a huge sign. It's like the star um, in Bethlehem. It's signaling your return, God, and let us be uh, excited about what you're doing in, in your history, in your news, in your front line, in your front line movement right now, Father. <clears throat> we thank you, God. We hear continually that the disaster is all around us, but God, you have good news. And thank you, Father, for this that you brought to us today. Thank you for opening up the hearts of the Jewish people and, and the Christian farmers to welcome us in to participate uh, with, with this great prophetic sign. Thank you, Father, that you've opened up the land of Israel once again for us to make pilgrimage that we not miss the opportunity of, of eternity, and that's to walk in your footsteps and to participate in, in what all that you're doing. We're so excited. We're so blessed. And we thank you, Father, for um, this prayer call that, Lord, in, at the very least, we can do is intercede and, and cover and protect. But let us give to this worthy cause. Let us involve ourselves in any way possible. And we're, we're so grateful to be alive in this hour that you've called us for such a time as this. In Yeshua's mighty name, amen. Thank you so much, uh, Byron Stinson, our very, very good friend from Texas, or maybe I should say from Israel. You're in Israel more than you are Texas, I guess. Yes, and also yes. a special thank you to Rabbi Yitzhak Mamo for being with us today. This is really a blessing to us. Thank you. So, uh, uh, Byron, before we go back on into prayer, give the website where people can come and connect with your work in Israel. What's the website? There's two ways to connect you can i have a personal website which is byronstinson.me b-y-r-o-n-s-t-i-n-s-o-n.me and you can connect directly there there's a connection link and i'll be happy to do that and then there's also bonet b-o-n-e-h israel.com so you can go to bonet israel which is a website we run from over here in israel and then you have the one directly to me if you'd like to use it. And I say one more thing too. Thousands of pastors of small churches that have never come to Israel. And every one of those churches can afford to send their pastor. They just haven't seen the need or realized how important it is. But if you were a banker, you needed to go for further education in banking. If you were in any profession, you need to go to further education. And all those pastors should go with you and Jim over here to the land. And that's what we try to do too through the Father's house. And there are hundreds of great tours to Israel. All of them are good. But when you come, if you'll send your pastor, and I'm speaking to every believer out there, if your pastor has not been to the land, I pray a fire grows in you right now to say, somehow we're going to do a bake sale. Somehow we're going to do a car wash. Somehow we're going to raise the funds and get our pastor on a trip to Israel. He's probably, or she's probably going to say, no, let's use that money to fix up the apartment. Let's use the money to help a widow, or let's use that money for something. They're probably going to try to tell you no. You tell them no. We, as a congregation, need you to go to and touch the land and come back and bless us as a church so that we can bless our community. We've been doing that now since 2007 through the Father's House Foundation. Every pastor just about that comes, winds up connecting to someone here in the land, starting a new ministry here in the land. It has been amazing to see these pastors from small churches that can't afford to come and don't think they can come to get them here. So please help us bring those church, those pastors from those small Send the message. Let's go. Get them over here, folks. You'll love it. My Boy, that's a, that is such a good word. Thank you. And that, yeah, that's one of the best uh, nudges I've ever heard on that topic. Way to go. Thank you for doing that. 
I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please read the show notes for additional details if you would like a copy of the book or resources mentioned. Remember that WellVersed is a 501c3 tax-deductible nonprofit organization. We rely on your support and partnership. Thank you for listening to the WellVersed podcast. For more information, please go to www.wellversedworld.org.